Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India. I'm your host and quiz master Aditya. Another week, another special episode. Well, it does seem to be raining special episodes on the podcast these days. In this episode, to commemorate India's 74th Independence Day, I decided to open the podcast to the audience. And I was in for a shock. A lot of audience members got in touch and there were only a few who we could accommodate on the podcast. To be honest, I was kind of surprised by the response. I was not expecting that. Thank you so much. Now, let us get to the quizzing. First up is the audience question. Last week we had Sai Ganesh on the podcast and this is the question that he put forward. So this is a question for the audience. It's one of my favorite questions from our Zoom quizzes we've hosted over the last 3 months. In a particular city in North India, you will find wall paintings of Lord Ganesha with dates written on these wall paintings. and these dates keep on changing so people essentially erase the original date and then update it with a different date my question is why do people do this in a particular indian city in northern india you will find wall paintings of lord ganesha with dates written for example it would say 23rd january 2020 right and it would have some details around it and then maybe if you see it in month of february the name the date would have been replaced by another date right so this painting remains of ganesha but the dates keep changing so why does this practice take place it's a particular city in india i'm not mentioning the name of the city just to restrict any form of googling but you can work it out you can just think about ganesha as to why people use that image of ganesha in hindu practices and the fact that i gave a date should be a helpful clue and the correct answer is Jaisalmer in Rajasthan. So alongside the painting of Ganesh there's a date referring to the date of the wedding that is going to happen or has happened. If another wedding comes around in the same household the dates are updated and act as a wedding invitation for others. And the one to give out the correct answer with all the details included was Akshay Kumar Singh. Akshay thank you so much for taking part. We have an audience question every week and if like Akshay you would like to participate too all you have to do is on Instagram look us up at @quiztimeindia. This podcast is a Studio 41 podcast so you can also look up Studio 41 on Instagram that is podcast studio 41 on Twitter @podcaststudio41 and on Facebook as Studio 41. So before we go on to the quizzing there's a tiny little announcement I need to make. So Studio 41 has another podcast coming up. This one is called Locked In. If you like to listen to the podcast, you can go over to Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. This one has been made alongside the Folk Media Group for Hotify. Do check out the podcast and on with the show. Hello, hello. Who do we have with us? Hi, my name is Ananda and I'm an engineering student from Delhi. I've been an avid quizzer since my school days and my major areas of interest are technology, art, literature, history and mythology. All right Ananda. So, you know the format. Let's dive right into it. I'll start out with my question. Great. And my question goes back to early 90s. Really really early 90s. That is when AR Rahman was not AR Rahman. Mm-hmm. He was just a small kid who wanted to make music. So, one fine day AR Rahman wanted to make some music based on sufi poetry 
So he asked someone like, do you know anyone who knows Sufi poetry? And that person said, yeah, there is this one Punjabi kid called Sukhvinder. He seems to know, he might know some Sufi music, some Sufi poetry. So A.R. Rahman got in touch with Sukhvinder and he asked Sukhvinder like, hey, do you know anything about Sufi music and poetry? And Sukhvinder said, yeah, I do know some poems by Bulle Shah. Okay. Now, Bulle Shah is this uh, Sufi poet and uh, he had written a whole lot of poetry. So, Sukhvinder said, yes, I know some of his work. And Rahman was like, okay, let us just put it to a tune. And together, they composed a track. But that was the end of it. Nothing came out of that track. Until many, many years later, when Rahman was looking for tracks for his upcoming movie, the movie's director asked him, like, what doll do you have with you? What all have you worked on previously? Mm-hmm. So Rahman started showing him different tracks. So I compose this, I compose this. And then this Bullesha poetry came out. And the director said, I want that. Can you tell me which is this famous song that we are talking about, which is based on Bullesha's poetry? I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, does this involve a very famous music video from um, the nine, late 90s, early 2000s? It is a famous music video. Uh, is this? And I think the Sukhvinder bit is also kind of a giveaway. Yeah. Is this Chaya Chaya? And can you tell me what is the original Bullesha poem then? Uh, that is a bit tricky. I wouldn't know that. So the original Bullesha poem is called Thaya Thaya. Okay. I did not know that. So, so it was written by Bullesha. Mm-hmm. And Bullesha had a guru called Shah Inayat. And Bullesha was uh, born into a very high class or a high caste family. Mm-hmm. Although the concept of caste is not really applicable here, but it is sort of, uh, he was a uh, high born. Yeah. And Shah Inayat, on the other hand, was uh, born to a very low community, traditionally speaking. Mm-hmm. But Bullesha took Shah Inayat as his guru, as his teacher. And everyone went to Bullesha saying, why are you taking a, someone from a low community as your teacher? Then Shainayat said, you know, everyone won't understand that I'm your teacher. He tried to get away, but Bullesha went to his house and outside his house, he started dancing and sang Tere Ishq Ne Nachaya Kar Thaiya Thaiya, oh. which became a very famous poem. And in fact, the rest of the poem pretty much translates itself to the song. Do you remember the song well? Chaya chaya? Not really. I just remember that it used to be on those 10 rupees plastic phones that uh, used to be very popular. And uh, pressing number two got chaya chaya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those who do remember the lyrics, these this is the actual poetry and you can probably find it in Gulzar's lyrics also. The Bullesha poem goes, Tere ishq ne tera mere andar khitta Bar ke zeher peala Main ta aape peeta Jabde aabhi ve tabiba so Gulzar just took the whole spirit of it and made it into much more contemporary Hindi. And Ananda gets it right, absolutely right. It is Chaya Chaya, which came from Thaya Thaya. Well done. Thank you. You just knocked it out of the park. Now it's your turn. Please. Okay. So my question for today is this. Uh, the story goes that this famous mm. Indian mathematician once studied his daughter's horoscope mm. and he learned that his daughter would remain unmarried mm. and childless. So uh, back in those days, it was really a big deal. It still is. 
uh, what with our newest Netflix show. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, he calculated and calculated and he found an auspicious moment or a murat for his daughter's wedding. And he made an interesting machine to mm. find out the exact hour. So this mm. was a cup with a small hole in it, which was placed in a bigger uh, vessel or a bucket full of water. So that at the exact hour, the cup okay. would fill up with water and sink and make some noise. So everyone would know it was time. Okay. He told his daughter to stay away from the machine, but out of curiosity, she peeked into it mm. and unknowingly, a mm. pearl from her dress fell into the cup, blocked the hole and mm. the muhrat passed. So, uh, since the marriage oh. did not happen, since the wedding did not happen, he promised her that he'd write a book mm. and he'd name it after her so that after all, she would have a legacy and that she did. So, which mathematician and what is the book name? Wow, that's such an interesting story. So, I'm just going through the list of famous Indian mathematicians. Okay. And uh, obviously, one of the most famous ones is Ramanujan, but I don't think he fits the bill in this situation. No, it's not Ramanujan. Yeah, I think it has to be one of the older ones, maybe Aryabhat. Uh, it's not Aryabhat. On similar lines, uh, should I give you a hint? Uh, wait a second. I think I know a few more mathematicians. Who was Chand- not Chandragupta? Brahman? I think uh, what I'm thinking of are satellites. What other satellites did we have? I'm sure there's more than our. You're thinking Tell along me, the right Give lines. me a hint if you can. Baskar? Baskar was a uh, mathematician, if I'm not mistaken. Was he? Uh, yeah, it is Baskara, but uh, there are two Baskaras. Oh. This is the second one. What is the book? Now, what is the book? So we got Baskar, right? Bhaskara the second of the two. Yeah. Now, what is the book called? So, it's about his daughter. Does it have to do anything with the pearl or the daughter's name? Uh, yeah, the daughter's name is the name of the book. And it does have a very famous pearl mm-hmm. question. And it is one of the volumes of his uh, larger works, uh, which is called uh, okay. Siddhanta Shiromani. Okay. So what did Bhaskar write in honor of his daughter is the question. I am at loss right now. Can you, is there a hint that you could possibly give me somewhere around her name or... Okay, uh, so... Where else have we seen... Uh, I don't think we've seen this anywhere else, but the name itself is mm. um, a typical ancient Sanskrit name, which uh, yeah. one of the first part of the name me, uh, translates literally to play. Play? Yeah. Like Khelna. Yeah. I don't know. I'm at loss right now. One second. Okay. Let me. Let me. Let me give it one last thought. Okay. Play Khelna in Sanskrit. I'm actually at loss. What is the name? And what is the name of the uh, book? The name. The name of the book and his daughter is Leelavati. Oh. So Baskar's Leelavati is the name of the book. Yeah. And in the entire book, he keeps uh, whatever questions he asks in the book. He refers to her and he, as if hmm. he's asking her the questions. So, uh, beautiful okay. Leelavati, tell me what is the sum of all these numbers and so on. Oh, so it's like a conversation, not a really a conversation, but every question is being asked to her. Yeah. And it's suggested by a lot of people that uh, she actually helped write the book. Oh. So she was like a mathematician in her own right then. Yeah, it is suggested, but uh, there's no proof. And is there, uh, you said uh, there was a pearl problem in the book also. Do you know what that is? Anything about Uh, that? So I think it was something along the lines of string of pearls broke 
and uh, one fraction mm-hmm. was saved by the person one fraction fell to the floor mm-hmm. one fraction fell upon the bed and then if uh, six pearls were remaining on the string then how many pearls were there originally so something like um, simple algebra beautiful that's such a that's nice that's nice ananda thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much for joining me on the podcast thank you so much for uh, sending in all the answers to the questions uh, thank you for having me and it's been a pleasure so welcome kesha welcome to quiz time india my name is aditya how you doing i'm great so kesha tell us about yourself where are you calling from where have you been and what do you do uh i am right now in noida that is my home uh but i am a student from okay. iit patna so that's where i actually live if it wasn't the pandemic and uh, i'm a student and quizzing uh since like uh class 7th or 8th lovely what are you studying at iit patna uh i am a btech student of metallurgy and materi- materials engineering wow lovely so so your question keshav is about a village called husainiwala husainiwala okay so during partition husainiwala village which was named after a man called peer husain okay during partition husainiwala village was given to pakistan okay but on 17 january 1961 it was returned to india in exchange for 12 villages okay so husainiwala which is uh, was in pakistan but on 17 january 1961 pakistan gave husainiwala to india and in return india gave them 12 villages hmm. okay okay and right now husainiwala is in the firozpur district of punjab okay so since india got this village a fair is organized annually on 23rd march and that day is observed across whole of punjab can you tell me what is so special about husainiwala that india gave away 12 villages in exchange of one actually uh, i got a hint for, uh, something clicked on my mind from husainiwala but 23rd march conf- uh, hmm. makes me sure that it must be uh, the village where bhagat singh rajguru and yeah. sukhdev were hanged beautiful beautiful you didn't even need a single hint the most important detail in this entire question was the 23rd march and that is the day when bhagat singh sukhdev rajguru were cremated in 1931 and husainiwala is also the site of national martyrs memorial okay and it marks the location where they were cremated and it is also the cremation place of batkeshwar dat oh that's something new and uh, batkeshwar dat was also involved in the bombing of the central legislative assembly with bhagat singh yes yes and also bhagat singh's mother vidyavati she was also cremated at the same spot okay there's some new and, things i'm learning right now yeah <laughs> Yeah so after partition this village went into Pakistan and it was always there but then in 1961 India and Pakistan agreed on a deal that India got this village where Indians have been celebrating the life and sacrifice of Bhagat Singh Sukhdev Rajguru mm-hmm. and Pakistan were in return given 12 villages actually it was not much of a village but it was just a huge area next to the Satluj river Okay. which india in turn gave to pakistan ah and okay. it is the only such incident of you know exchange of land between 
India and Pakistan on these terms at least. That's unique. Yes, it is indeed. Well done, Keshav. You just needed to pick one detail out of it, and you just hit it out of the park. Well done. Thank you. Now it's your turn. Please ask your question. So my question, I am going to ask you about a nation, a nation, a country. Okay. So there used to be trade connections between this country and Goa, and sources suggest mm-hmm. that sometime in 1530s, uh, they arrived in Goa mm-hmm. for the first time and later founded their own colony. Sao Braz yes. named after their patron saint mm-hmm. Saint Blaise it used mm-hmm. to be a thriving colony but disputes with portuguese meant over time the population dwindled and the trade also began to decline in 1570s hmm. in 1667 the major port of this country was completely destroyed in an earthquake and okay. with the uh, decline of portuguese the status of goa as a trading hub also declined acha thus in the village of gondolim in north goa saint blaise church is mm-hmm. all that remains of our connection with this country mm-hmm. so i'm i want you to name this country which had trade connections with india in the 16th century kesha when you started out with a question i thought this might be how the portuguese came but This has taken a whole different turn, and this is quite interesting now. So the year is again. This is for some forty years after Portuguese. Yeah. So uh, what what year was this again? Fifteen thirties is the time they first time arrived in India, mm. and the decline began in around fifteen seventies, and an earthquake in sixteen sixty seven in the port of that country. country. Yeah. Yeah. And with Portuguese decline, this uh, place also. Uh, This importance of yeah, trade the, in this place the, declined. No, we mm-hmm. when the Portuguese, like when the Brits, uh, British took over, the status Goa as a status of Goa as a trading hub declined. Mm-hmm. So the trade uh, declined between the countries. Saint Blaise, Saint Blaise. The only thing I have heard about Saint Blaise, which I remember, is that Saint Blaise is the. Like people go to Saint Blaise when they have problems with their throat. So if someone can't speak, they take them to a church of Saint Blaise, things like that. But I don't think that is going to help me with this. Now I have to think of a possibly a European country. Am I correct? It has to be a European country. Who else would colonize? Uh, okay. It is an European country, and I will give you a hint. It is in the Balkan region. Wow. So uh, Balkan will be your uh, Norway, Sweden around there. Uh. Not Norway, Sweden. Somewhere south. Should have studied geography. Wait, let me figure that out now. Norway, Sweden is I guess Scandinavia. Correct, correct. That's Scandinavia. What are the Balkan nations? Balkan is uh, it would be like east of Italy, in south. Okay, okay. So I'm thinking, who were the colonizers? So they were British, they were Portuguese, they were French, definitely. But. Hmm. No, not French. Was there any other colonizer around that time? Is there any other? Uh, wait, wait. Uh, hmm? You won't uh, like remember. Uh, you won't think of this country as a colonizer. I never heard about about it as a oh colonizer country. Interesting. That that creates really interesting. I think you'll have to give me the answer unless there is another hint that you have because my knowledge okay, of geography is really main... not helping. Yeah. Okay, I can give you a city. The main port which traded with India was Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik is in. Uh, wait, Dubrovnik. I've 
क्रोएशिया Yes, Croatia. It is. Wow! Wow! Croatia invaded and colonized Goa. Not actually invaded. Mm. They had a colony. They had trade relations. I never um the I didn't see the word colonization anywhere. Mm-hmm. But yes, they lived here. Wow! And the church I talked about, Saint Blaise, mm. is actually was the replica of a Saint Blaise church in Dubrovnik. And this is an interesting fact. Mm. that this replica in goa has stood uh, still stands today but the original one in dobrovnik has been built several times okay oh wow yes but there hasn't been much information i could find more about it that's a good question that's quite interesting actually probably something to do when we get to go to goa after the pandemic is over search for the church of saint blaise and look for the croatian connect so Thank you so much Kishor thank you so much for doing this thank you to you too it was a pleasure for me to be part of this podcast a family member started assaulting me so it all started when i was 18 I was living with my parents and every 5 days a woman is killed by her abusive partner we don't know what that's going to mean under covid-19 i just gave up just being stuck on telling because i'm totally dependent on them for everything i was being abused even more because he would find out having your children scared of their own dad violence against women Catch Locked In, a special audio mini series as we take you through the implications of domestic violence, the laws and the challenges, the roles of judiciary, police and most importantly of people like us, the bystanders. Guiding people in order to identify, prevent and report any cases of domestic violence. Catch Locked In on the Hotfly website or apps like Spotify, Google, Apple and any of your preferred choice of podcasting apps. So the next person with us is Anisha. Anisha, hello. How are you doing? Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Hey Anisha, please tell us more about yourself. Please tell our audience who are you, where you're from and tell us about your quizzing life. So, I'm Anisha. I am a college student. and i live in pune and i started quizzing only when i joined college there was a very active quiz club and when i started attending the weekly quizzes i realized that i was pretty good at this <laughs> lovely yes and i started attending many more quizzes inside and outside the college and making my own quizzes and i've never looked back since great anisha So let's start with this quiz. I will ask you a question. You can tell me if you know the answer. If you don't know the answer, if you need any hints, you can ask me for hints and we will take it from there. Does that make sense? Does that work? Yes. Great. So my question is about a company. Okay. Well, it's actually three companies. 
all of them had the same name mm-hmm. so the story goes that abdul majid started this company in 1906 in delhi and then 1947 when partition happened his elder son abdul hamid stayed back in india while his younger son mohammed said moved to pakistan now abdul majid had started the company and once his elder son abdul hamid stayed back in india he took over the company and he ran the company the younger brother mohammed said went to pakistan and he started his own company under the same name and much later mohammed said the younger brother started same company making the same product under the same name in east pakistan which later became bangladesh once it became bangladesh the younger son mohammed said sold the company to a local person hence as of now there are essentially three companies all of them have the same name and all of them make the same product in india pakistan and bangladesh what is this famous product that i am talking about all right that's an interesting question i don't know the answer right away but let me think yes please so there is a timeline of pre independence india and post mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how this company started in delhi then to pakistan and then to bangladesh and now Correct. it's present in all three countries yes it's made by three different companies but all the three companies have the same name and all of them make the same product identically okay uh, could you give me any hints what kind of product this would be what kind of product hmm so this product was as i said was made by abdul majid in delhi or in ghaziabad actually to be precise Huh. and he made it so abdul majid the man who started it was a man of medicine hmm. so he knew a lot about uh, unani or unani medicine if that helps you with anything does that help you by any chance uh, not so much so this is a traditional medicinal product oh uh, well it does use the science or the logic of this unani school of medicine i'll tell you what the idea behind it was and this is pretty much where it becomes easy the idea that abdul majid thought was that he wanted a herbal mix that would help delhi's people stay cool in the summer okay i have one guess then is it <laughs> there's only one guess i think <laughs> is it navratna tel navratna tel a excellent guess but no Ah, very good. Yeah, it's a regular presence in my household, so I guess that it's a regular presence in. Uh, okay, the product that I'm talking about is a regular presence, especially in our subcontinent, and I'm pretty sure all over the world you can find it. Hmm. It's generally used by people to stay cool in the summer. Ah, I think this is Ruavza. And if it is Ruavza, can you tell me what is the name of the company? which produces it in india pakistan and bangladesh uh, if i remember correctly it's called uh, hamam you close you're really close on that one then it must be hamami <laughs> no 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 it is hamdard hamdard oh yes <laughs> so yeah so abdul majid started hamdard which made ruwafza in 1906 and he got these herbs and these syrups and he mixed them and he wanted to basically counter heat strokes and pre- uh, prevent water loss in people and the company 
ran very well then partition happened the elder brother stayed and took uh, over the company the younger brother went to pakistan and he knew the recipe so he recreated the exact same drink and then he, he took the same company moved to bangladesh started manufacturing th- there also but then bangladesh became a separate country so he could not operate out of bangladesh so he sold it to a local person and the local person also took a name hamdar took up the name hamdar but i think they made some modification to it so for the longest time it's india has hamdard which manufactures rubza pakistan has hamdard which manufactures rubza and bangladesh had hamdard which manufactured rubza so uh, it is quite a story of how these companies have worked and something else i also learned is the way these companies have been set up is that you they have to donate some percentage of their income to charities be it in india be it in pakistan be it in bangladesh that is something about the hamdard brand okay that is a very interesting story right now it's your turn anisha please ask me a question all right so since i am a biologist in training i have selected a biological question for you so here it goes great lactobacillus bulgaricus is a kind of lactic acid producing bacteria that's what lactobacillus means essentially so because yeah. of this property it is used in dairy industries all around the world to manufacture yogurt mm-hmm. from cow's milk okay yes and in the year 2012 it gained a unique distinction and it joined the likes of these three things which i will list as panthera tigris pavo cristatus mm-hmm. and nelumbo nucifera So you have to tell me what this distinction is that Lactobacillus bulgaricus has. Wow. So Lactobacillus like wh- whatever bio I have studied I obviously went to dahi to curd <laughs> if I right. You said it has joined a list which consists of uh, what was the first one? The first one Panthera tigris if I'm not mistaken which is our tiger. that's the scientific name which is the second one the second one was pavo cristatus can you can you spell it for me p a v o and c r i s t a t u s okay i don't know in my head i think it's some sort of insect what else is there nelumbo nucifera nelumbo lucifera there hmm. are some more things in this list which i choose to withhold for now Okay, well played, well played. <laughs> so, right off the bat, Panthera tigris, the tiger. I have a feeling my first guess would be something on the lines of national animals or national symbols. Am I on the right track? You are on the right track. You just have to get the exact phrase that I'm looking for. I would I will not believe it if you tell me it's right, but Is Lactobacillus whatever you said the national bacteria of India? It is the national microbe of India. Yes. <laughs> lovely, lovely, well done. What a beautiful question. The national microbe of India is. Can you repeat that again? I never knew this thing existed. It's Lactobacillus bulgaricus. Beautiful. I didn't even know we had a national microbe. Now I'm more proud of Lactobacillus bulgaricus. Whatever you were. <laughs> 
next time i eat dahi that this fact is going to stare me in the head thank you so much anisha thank you so much for doing this thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much for this lovely beautiful question can thank you, you tell, for having me can you tell me what were the other two uh, the lucifera one and the pavo one what were those what animals or uh, organisms were those pavo cristatus is the peacock and nelumba uh-huh. uh, nucifera is the lotus oh and i kept out mango because sense. there's indica in the name thank you so much for doing this i can't thank you enough most welcome and it was completely my pleasure too i can't wait for the episode to come out all right take care have a good day bye thank you bye Hello my name is Madhavanar I'm 16 year old I am a, I come from Chikmagalore I'm just now passed out 10th and now I'm studying in grade 11 How long have you been quizzing uh, I've been quizzing for around 4 years I started it when I was grade 7 Okay then uh, my teachers actually introduced to me a quiz where I actually participated as and then I actually won second place with my teammates Okay from then the quizzing started to grow on and grow on Okay so Madhavan I'll start with your question. Are you ready? Yes sir. Okay. Here is the question. Sure. There is a saying in Sanskrit which says yato krishna satato dharmo yato dharm satato jaya. I hope I got it right. Okay. So basically it means whichever okay. side it means whatever side is on the side of mm-hmm. dharma is the side which is going to win. Okay. So there are uh, this quote is said multiple times in Mahabharat 11 times in Mahabharat and uh, in the Kurukshetra war uh, Arjun says it to his brother Yudhishthir uh-huh. and uh, victory is ensured for the side standing with dharma where krishna is there is victory now this quote appears somewhere in our country it is the motto of a very important body in our country Can you tell me where does this quote appear? Uh can you repeat the quote again? The quote goes victory is ensured for the side standing with dharma and where krishna is there is victory. Okay, I think it is like somewhere to do with military. No, it's not with to do, do with military. Basically it means ultimate oh. victory is that of righteousness. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. So it is a very important national uh-huh. body which uses this as their motto. Okay. This is the first time I'm actually hearing it so I'm not really sure into. Can I get a hint? Okay. So as I said it's a national body. It is a very important national body. It's based out of New Delhi and uh, so normally in India when you have a national body say you have a currency or even our national emblem has the Ashoka Chakra. Oh. We have the lines with the chakra mm-hmm. on top and underneath are the words Satyamev Jayate. Correct? even okay. even yes, on our currency but for some reason this national organization call it body call it institution has a different motto which is yato dharmastato jaya so from that quote they taken yato dharmastato jaya you have to tell me which national institution is this national institution yes. Yato dharma Sir when you ask this question I'm really I'm not able to guess it like I cannot even take a wild guess Okay Yato dharma So let's just think about this I'm line Just basically clueless right here 
let's just think about this line ultimate victory is that of righteousness righteousness can also be in truth correct things justice where would you think this which national institution or body would this be righteousness uh, not not able to get it i'm just so clueless <laughs> no right problem, now i'm not no even problem. getting single place where this is should i tell you the answer uh, i'm just curious to know the answer right now okay the answer is supreme court of india uh, i was just thinking uh, the righteousness word right i thought it was something to do with law but i was not able to guess it is delhi or supreme i was just confused somewhere it is to do with law Yeah, just so close. And uh, it is the motto of the Supreme Court. No, I, I thought it was something to do with the military first. Then, then it came law. But I'm so clueless as well. So there was even a right to information RTI appeal, which asked why does Supreme Court have a different motto? Okay. And then that uh, RTI appeal went to Central Information Commission, which then asked the Supreme Court. to make it public oh. why do they have a different logo this happened in 2013 i tried searching what did was the reason that uh-huh. uh, supreme court said that they did not have satyamev jayate instead they had yato dharmastato jaya as their logo uh-huh. and we still don't know but as i said this comes uh-huh. from mahabharat yato krishnasto dharma okay. yato dharmastato jaya i hope i got it right uh, my sanskrit is in that good and uh, it basically a uh, basic translation as yeah, i said is. was whichever side krishna is on is the side of dharma and whichever side dharma is on is the side which will win so well done madhavan well done you were on the right track you're almost on the right track now it is your turn okay it's my turn right uh, the question goes uh, somewhat like this this object x was initially named as admiral goshkov I hope I said it properly. It's Russian. I'm not so good at it. Mm-hmm. It is called as Admiral Gorshkov. Mm-hmm. It was uh, built in 1991 during the Cold War season. Mm-hmm. But later, five years later, it got deactivated because uh, it was mm-hmm. too expensive to build. This actually uh, came into attention of Indians. The Indian government thought of, yeah, let's buy this object something. Okay. So after a lot of years of negotiation on uh, 2000 uh, on January 2004, mm-hmm. they actually got it. This object. Okay. Actually, the sale of the object was actually completely free, mm-hmm. but uh, it had to do something with the military, right? Basically, it was that to a military mm-hmm. item. They had to actually pay eight hundred million for the refitting of it, okay, as well as a one billion dollar uh, price to install aircrafts and weapon systems. Okay. How is this Admiral Gorshkov better known to Indians? So. So basically, mm-hmm. according in the question, it is actually a military product. Okay. 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 So how is this better known to Indians? It is a okay. popular name. So I am assuming this is uh, something to do with navy. Yeah, it is. It has okay. to do with Indian navy. Yeah, you're on the right track. So uh, it's not INS Vikrant because uh, that was uh, much much earlier than 2004. INS Vikrant is INS Vikramaditya. It was actually called as Baku. The project name was Baku. Okay. Then they named it as Admiral Gorishkov. Okay. Then it got too expensive, so they shut down this whole uh, initiative, the Gorishkov initiative, something. But the okay. ship was so uh, it had so much capabilities. India saw it was a good opportunity, uh-huh. so they actually bought it the ship okay. for free. Okay. But uh, it was just an empty ship, right? So they had to pay yeah, almost eight yeah. hundred million plus one billion, one point eight billion money. They had to pay for refitting and uh, installing all the aircraft and weapon systems. Oh wow! So that's how the INS Vikram mm. came. 
Well done, Madhavan. Thank you so much for this question. I had no idea about Admiral Gorshkov and how it is currently serving the Indian Navy. Thank you so much. It's a, so, such a pleasure to be here. Actually, I'm such a fan of your podcast. Uh, that's so sweet of you. So that brings us to the end of the quiz, and now is the time for the audience question. The audience question comes from Yoganand. So over to Yoganand. Hi Aditya, thank you for having me on the show. I'm from. I live in Thane, in uh, close to Mumbai, and I've been an avid quizzer right from school days. But uh, I have, of course, attended the KQ quizzes in Bangalore and the Brandy Quitty quizzes. and of course a lot of pub quizzing back in night at night watchman in bangalore well uh, we run a small company called mascot systems private limited which is into engineering products for the oil and gas and petrochemicals industry okay uh the slight backstory to this and uh, the story is related to the uh, the official internet you know coming to india Yeah, it it was way back in 1995, August 15th, that uh, officially I think uh, BSNL started their uh, GIAS. It is called the Gateway Internet Access Service. Okay, and but prior prior to that, uh, prior to 1995, there were certain institutions across the metros, primarily uh, using the, something called an Airnet or the Educational Research Network. All right, and uh, when VSNL started this. Most of people uh, were using it primarily for sending emails and receiving emails. Because at that point of time, not many web pages. I think web pages in total must have been around twenty-five thousand web pages across the world, and all text-based. So, so these institutions uh, used to send emails to and fro. Metros did not have a problem because VSNL was available. But smaller institutions, like let's say, for example, uh, Indian Institute of Science in Bangalore or uh, the IIT Kanpur, were not able to have this internet uh, email service. So they did, they came up with a Jugadu uh, idea to communicate with people outside India through email, and they called it F Mail. Okay, uh, F F for France. So what is F Mail and how did it work? and that was the audience question now if you would like to answer the question all you have to do is find us on instagram that is at the rate quiz time india this podcast is a studio 41 podcast so you can also send in your answers to at the rate podcast studio 41 on instagram and similarly at the rate podcast studio 41 on twitter and if you would like to send us an answer on facebook all you have to do is find us at studio 41 That marks the end of the quiz. Thank you for your time. You can thank me for mine.